everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 331. We are at podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Makachan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And we went from a three pack to another three pack to now to a four pack. It's a good thing I packed this, this tonight's episode with enough articles to talk about. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't have to break that fourth teacup for good luck. Nope, just the fourth wall. <sighs> One of y'all gonna end up breaking the teacup anyway, so. No idea what that we're means. We're so okay. meta. And can y'all hear that in the background? Not really. What are we listening for? All right. First, the phone. The phone was ringing to the neighbors next door, and I hear one of the kids. Only because my window is open and it's like a summer night out there, so I guess what the, the upstairs windows are open too. So you know, uh, you know how it goes. It is what it is. What it is. What it is. We are live tonight, week of October tenth, two thousand seventeen, here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Mark, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vog, V-O-G. Okay. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where you can um, click on a default chat link um, if you have one of these chat clients in your computer. If you click on it, the default checklist will come up, bring it to the chat room, and it'll be all fun and all good. And we're also on Discord. Uh, this, it, you find us on our Discord server. You can head on over to vognetwork.com slash Discord. And when you do, your um, <clears throat> your default Discord chat cli client, whether it's the application or the web browser, you'll either get an invite to join us or you'll be logged in automatically. Um... Check-ins are now live on Vogue Network, so go ahead and earn your Vogue points. And if you're listening on our podcast feed, somewhere in this episode is a passphrase. When you hear that passphrase, head on over to VogueNetwork.com and you'll go ahead and earn um, some points. And we'll go around the room. Um, how was your week? How was your day? Ari, give me one second here so I can um, pull up the audio. I'm still here. All right, no, I'm just saying, just give me a sec while I pull up the audio track. There we go. Hey, how was your week? How was your day? Um, well, let's see. In the past 48 hours, I have worked 24 of them. I know, <clears> that's day, right. Like, Sunday night, you know, I was watching the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and I got a call from work saying, hey, you want to work, you know, midnight shift overtime? I'm like, oh, jeez, do I really want to or not? It's like, said, it'll, it'll count towards Monday, so it'll be holiday pay. I'm like, fuck it, sold. There you go. And you can just mm -hmm. have your thing of coffee right there in the um, in the, in the while you're out there. I can't drink coffee; it makes me shake too much. Well, then tea. <clears throat> I had other ways to keep myself awake. There you go. But <clears throat> but yeah, that was you know fucking nuts. And let's see what else have I done? To, uh, you know, just been catching up with Destiny Two. 
I've switched it. I uh, got tired of playing Fire Emblem at work, so I switched over to uh, the new Metroid, and Ooh. that's wonderful. I know there's a whole bunch of shit that I'm missing because, you know, it's a Metroid game, and of course there's going to be, you know, hidden shit that not even the, this, like, you know, reveals hidden shit function will uh, reveal everything. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I've been using, um... The, 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 the scanner thing? No, not that. No, uh, IG, IGN has a wiki of, of the complete uh, walkthrough of the game, but I've only been using it when I get stuck in certain places. Plus, somebody actually did a complete walkthrough of the game on YouTube, and I've been using that on how to figure out, you know, if, if the way they're describing it and the guide it confuses me, I just go to the video, and that's pretty much what it is. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. I mean, I've I remember, you know, Metroid 2 on the Game Boy being clanky as all hell and, uh, yeah, you know, sloppy to control. This ain't, this ain't your mama's Metroid 2. Huh. Hopefully, hopefully the next game they'll, they'll excise other M from canon. We can only hope. Uh... So, yeah, that's how things been going for me. Okay, cool. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, good. I'm currently trying to redo my computer settings. Ah, uh, stupid shit. What happened? No, my computer updated and Waterfox updated all at the same time. And when Waterfox updated, it basically deleted all of my options. So now I have to reset up Chatzilla to just be able to get into the chat. Fun time. Yeah, and now I'm trying to remember how to do that. Yeah, I'm kind of staying away from Firefox, Waterfox for a little while till baseline 57 drops. Then I'll try it again. Right now I'm enjoying, I'm using Opera, so. Anywho. That's it for you, Mako? Uh, yeah, other than, um, I'm going to see the My Little Pony movie tomorrow. Okay, Twilight. Yeah. I've been catching up with the season today and enjoying the meta of it. You might have to explain some of that meta to me later, because you made a mention about one of the episodes, and I was like... You have to watch this episode. What's the, give me a brief description because I might have watched it. If not, it's probably still on the DVR because I'm a little bit behind. Uh, it's episode um, 14 on season 7 mm -hmm. uh, when the girls decide to publish their friendship journal. Oh, I saw that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is so fucking meta. It's not even funny. I, it's great. That one, that one must have went right over my head, so... Basically, if you watch the episode, the entire episode is an ode to bad fans of My Little Pony. Ah. So, most of the fans. Uh, not even that. It's the very, like, strongly opinionated fans talking about how some ponies shouldn't even be in the, in the show anymore and how Twilight was better before she got her wings. So, and that... them, No. Them niggas, too. That's nasty. <laughs> no, it's people that feel so 
annoyingly strong over a show that is actually for children mm -hmm. that they forget that it's actually a show for children. And that's what the entire episode was about. That everybody saw this book and got to know the girls better and got to know which girls they didn't want and which ones, you know, they should be shipping or friendshipping. And it was kind of creepy. And then basically Twilight yelled at them that that's not the point of the book. The point of the book is to learn about friendship and it completely goes over everybody's head. And I loved it just because of how meta it was. It's probably going to go over the uh, bad fans. No, 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 it's the best way to describe that episode is, you know, when you have that person on Facebook that makes like that blanket statement and they say after that statement, I'm not calling anybody out, but if the shoe fits, that's the best way to describe that episode. Because if somebody says something and you're not offended, that's fine. But if you find yourself offended by it, just maybe what they're talking, what they said, they might just be talking about you. Mm. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been reading, catching up with some TV shows. Mm. Um, I kind of shed a tear or two over today's NCIS. Uh, me too. But I like how it's gonna go. I like how it's going out. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. All right. It you go. How was your week? How was your day? How you been? I've been okay. Um, it's been a kind of a busy week that I didn't expect to be busy. Uh, already. Um, I guess uh, I'm. I teach sewing. Mm. If you didn't know, I teach. Um. <laughs> And uh, it's been a lot more, uh, like, filled with classes for me. So I've been kind of doing that. And I travel for a lot of those, um, which was, well, I was a little tardy today. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. But it's also been really, like, it, I mean, it's work. It's a job. So it gets tiring, too. Um, I love all my students, though. They're always a good energy. Um, but, you know, everybody's getting ready for fall. It's Halloween! Get all your spooky out, you know. So everybody's getting ready for that. And Renaissance Festival is happening in my neck of the woods. So those who aren't working on Halloween costumes are finishing up their fair costumes um, mm. to wear to the festival. So it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been a lot of work. Um, and tomorrow I get to fight for the Battle of the Marriott for Dragon Con for next year. So I will be awake super early in the morning to um. try and catch a hotel room. That reminds me, I might have a link for that to help you out with that. Oh, I'm already, I'm going to call them at 11 tonight just to make sure and double check oh, the time so you, that the wait, website isn't all like crazy. And then I'll call tomorrow morning. Oh, wait, no, wait. This was for last week. This was for the Hyatt. Never mind. Yeah, no, the Marriott. I have tried, to, I have tried to talk to my roommates about getting a different hotel, but they are very, very much set on being where the action is. And that is okay. Mm. It just is a little bit more um, tedious. But the nice thing is, I'm a smart con goer, and I know in the next two weeks, while they're doing the deposits and making sure cards are going through, mm -hmm. those who are unfortunate souls, poor unfortunate souls, whose cards don't go through, get their rooms dropped, and I can just go and pick a little lovely up. So, you know, be smart when you're con going. Always check two weeks after they do the crazy deposit period, because... Katsucon, MAGFest, DragonCon, those big conventions where they take up a lot of space. Within the two weeks after they do that reservation process, they're usually charging cards. And mm. those who don't have money on their cards or cards get declined, 
more than likely you can pick up the room. No, that shit gets checked. If they're taking a the deposit right then, that shit gets checked right away. Well, sometimes yeah. it does. Sometimes yeah. it does, and then sometimes they'll go back and they'll be like, oh, your, your card didn't go through. Because sometimes if they're taking a large amount, like as a batch, they won't like do it at that point. Yeah, because I remember one year at MAGFest that happened. You know, they had somebody manually punching them in, and I was like, shit, really? But, you know. Oh, well, you know what? MAGFest has also changed their stuff, too. Because uh. you actually had to buy, um, from what I know, MAGFest has, char- uh, has changed the way that they do things, and you yeah. had to have bought a registration ticket to the convention itself before you even get propriety for the room blocks. Because they basically um, tried to, and I know there's people who are working out workarounds or whatever. They're trying mm. to keep people from ghosting, basically. Mm. So you, that's my weekend day. They, <laughs> they, you, you can't, you can't, they can't, unless their security staff is big enough. There are people that are always ghosts. I have seen people walking around the MagFest without a badge. So, oh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. well, because the one side is the hotel, and if they've got plebs that just roll in and are like, I'm going to go into the National Harbor and just chill out and check out the museums in D.C., well, they're not going to be able to just well, be like, "Well, I'm not going to sell this room, well, you know? In regards to that, we'll talk later about that, because I, yeah. I, 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 no, I've heard some shit, so, you know, hey. and this was coming from an insider, so. Yes, but yeah. as we always say in hotel fights, may the odds be ever in my favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I always say on my my rules of hotel etiquette, get a credit card just for your room. That's it. Don't put nothing else on. That's your hotel card. So, as long as you can pay them off. Right. Well, that's why that's the hotel card because you're collecting the money via. PayPal or whatever, and then when that bill comes in, you pay it off. Yep, and make sure to collect the money before anybody steps foot in the room. Or at least you at least pay off at least all except for fifty dollars, and then you just keep paying the minimum because you know you want to build up credit while you're doing it. But anywho, yeah. enough enough about credit talk one on one. My weekend day has <laughs> been quite interesting, so I'm in the process of packing, getting together for Koi's wedding. And for those of you who don't remember, Koi is our Midwest correspondent for Anime Jam Session. She's the one that brings us the amazing cosplay tutorials and also crashes the podcast when she comes on. Except for the last time, because we talked about something really major. So, you know, other than that, um, pretty much everything I just about need is sitting on top of my suitcase. I'm looking at them like... I'm going to have to repack and readjust. So thankfully, I'm only going to be out there in Denver for like a day and a half. So I won't have as many clothes. So that's a blessing in disguise. And right, you're breaking up a little bit as you're talking. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds fine. It's just sometimes you, you kind of fade out and then you fade back in. So we'll see how it goes. All right. I just double-checked the, the, the connection. It, it, it seems to be fine. You know what it is? When I go back and re-edit the show, my voice is coming over a little bit loud, so I try not to be as loud, and I kind of sit away from the microphone, so that could be it as well. Yeah, it sounds like you're just sitting away from the mic rather mm-hmm. than the microphone going in and out. I think it's yeah. just literally you're moving your lips farther away from the microphone. Mm-hmm. And as um, Bob Coffey says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, plan ahead. Sounds like the battle for the AX hotel room. Yeah, pretty much. 
if you want to see hell for hotel rooms, watch Ma watch Twitter and Facebook for uh, PAX East and PAX West. So that's story for another time. So oh god. <laughs> so Sunday I went to go see the My Little Pony movie and I, and I liked it. And I just gotta say, you know, I kind of had to fan the flames on my Facebook for a little bit. This is a fun movie, you know. I'm not sitting there trying to put connect the dots and this and that. It could have been a little bit longer, but I understand, you know, hour and 30 minutes is fine. That's the average span. Cartoon movie. Yeah. But other than that, you know. And then earlier this morning, I am, I got um, posts blocked on Facebook, so I'm in Facebook jail for seven days. That sucks. Yeah, I, what happened was I was having a discussion it was one of those posts where, you know, make, say an unpopular opinion, then you just go agree or disagree. Yeah, that got out of hand. I'm trying to explain to somebody about, not, I'm trying to help explain about the whole thing about sexy cosplays and this and that. And this woman is calling basically sexy cosplayers sluts and stuff like that. And I'm trying to explain it trying to break it down as simple as possible, but it's like she's one of those who's stubborn as fuck and will not listen to you unless you agree with her. Well, yeah, and that I've seen as a lot become a lot more prevalent too mm. in the in the community. Yeah. Um it's all about just how mm. how people view things negatively yeah. and how yeah. it affects them. But I, anyway, yeah. that really sucks. Yeah. So I got tired of her shit and I called her a cocksucker and I got post blocked. Yeah. Okay, okay but, but, Adam. When you when you are in those situations, you just step away. See, but the thing is, at that point, I was just trolling her. So, but here's the funny part: I didn't even say cock blocker. I put censored. <laughs> and she still got pissed at you. Yeah, and from what people have told me, she she's she's a Renfair nut, and it's like if it's not Renfair, it's nothing. At you know, one of those elitist fucks. So. So she's a Renfair nut. And yep. I, I have yep. you seen female yep. Renfair costumes? Yes, but you know yeah. what? I get it because I can tell you there are people, there are women who buy the the most sexiest Renfair outfits when they put it on because of how their bodies are. It doesn't look as sexy. It looks chill. It looks cute. You know, it's all about the fit. To they, be honest, they, any any you, outfit, Ichigo. it can be costume, it can be yes. red fair garb, it can be normal clothing, it can be a suit on a guy. Yes. A suit on a guy can look real sexy if it fits well. Hey! So, like, it's all about how people view things negatively and how they've interacted with it in the world. We mm -hmm. can have a negative reaction to food, we can have a negative yep. reaction to sexy cosplayers, yep. but it's all about just how we see it, you mm -hmm. know? Hey! <sighs> Yeah, and that's ba yeah, and that's basically it. But you know, so by next Monday, I'll be back to my normal posting frenzy, this or that shit posting. But I've been like bookmarking links and art and stuff because I want to share them when I get back. But on the plus side, between tonight and like an hour after I get out of work on Thursday, I'll be working on my con photos and stuff, and then I'll be sleeping. And then I'll be catching, I guess, a, I guess you can call it a red eye or the last flight out of New York City to uh, Denver. And then, you remember, Maka, how we did before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Same airline, too. So, I got that. I, I booked a cheap $60 room in the, in the town where the wedding is going to be. And then I get up in the, so I crash, 
I get up in the morning, Uber over to the main hotel, shower, knock this all out, and most likely hang out with some of my friends late Friday, Saturday, then hop on a flight and come back home. And I figure the way things will be, I should be home by midnight Saturday, come home, sleep, and then get ready for um, Love Life Sunshine Aquas Happy Party Train event on Sunday. Yay, have fun with that. I will, I will. And sadly, Wild Spice, another member of our happy staff and family and my kid, she's a little sad she can't go because she's because, because people booked her to shoot. And, then, and all I got to say about that, well, you chose the wrong Aquas girl. It's all about, <laughs> yeah, it, it's all about Johanne. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares. So, and that's all I have to say about that. So, anywho, we are going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to jump right into these articles because there's so much to do and very little time. Um, and Bob Coffey says, Mari is best. Well, Mari is number two. She, she is my number two. And as the saying goes, thick thighs save lives. Yeah. <laughs> Or wreck lies if your name is Cammy or Chun Li. Point taken, my friend. Point taken. <laughs> Shit, man. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back. Nakara.
While we're going through all of this, we are in the process of trying to bring back the Skype call because the Skype gods is giving Mako-chan ye old middle finger. The only thing I could think of is that she is, the system thinks she's logged in somewhere else and she's not able to answer that call. So... What we're going to do... I am going to put in a little bit of music just to buy us a, just a scotch of time just so that I can help her. So right now I am putting stuff together. Just bear with me. That's all I am asking. Um, let's see. Let me see what 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 cool remixes I can drop in real quick. All right, drop so, the beats, DJ Ranma. Well, I guess that's what I'm kind of sort of here for. Ah, I don't. That's know. where the name comes from, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, we'll be right back after these words. Okay, so Mako Chasso having some connection difficulties, which means I might have to smack her machine around a few times next time I'm over at her place to hang out. So we'll, we'll go, we'll move along, and when she gets her, her settings back up, she will join us. Thankfully, I have already labeled everything on the outline so we can kind of get the ball rolling here. Um, anywho. Sorry, needed to turn on the Skype computer, which is thankfully it's already on, and I just have to just log log in. There. 
Okay, so first thing we're going to talk about, this is something that I came across on, on articles recently. And for some reason, my internet connection is, is being kind of slow and lethargic. I don't know why. Um, torrents are fucking not doing anything, so I'm going to shut that. I'm going to shut that off anyway. So better safe than sorry. Let's reload this page. There we go. Maybe that's what it is. I honestly don't know anymore. All right. So this is something that I'm starting to see as I go to conventions. This has probably been going on for a while, but as we get older, we tend to see this. Like what we're seeing is people our age bringing their kids to conventions and getting their kids into the fandom and so forth. You know, that's kind of interesting, you know. Um, what in the world? What happened? For some reason, all right. The Skype here says there's no internet connection. I'm like, the hell is you talking about? All right, I disconnected, reconnected. So this article is about the pros and cons of having otaku parents, according to Japanese anime fans. Now. For us, it's more like the pros and cons of having cosplay parents, because you got those parents who... It's cool to have them make all your cosplays and stuff. That, that's cool. But when they're making more than, like, your regular clothes and stuff, maybe not so much. I don't know. As one person says, I wish my mom would stop trying to make me a boy's love fan. Coming from her son. Wow. Um, He's just not that into you. Oof, I, I I I wouldn't say say that now. Um, you know, I'm gonna just restart this little d device. Be good. All right. So, since the 1970s, you know, various anime series have had cult followings. You know, and few of them have come over here, and we could probably mention a couple, such as Yurase Yatsura as prime example. Um, until recently, being a full-on otaku was something most people grew out of as they got married and had kids, which is true, because there are some of us, you know, we we start going to cons with, they end up meeting somebody, and then they're both, but as they get older, they don't go to the conventions as much. They try to come out like maybe once or twice a year, or this or that, you know, they, they still remember the good times and all that cool stuff, which, and eventually they just kind of, well, I'm just going to move along from that. And that's understandable. But anime is a more is being more of a prevalent pop culture force than ever before in Japan, as well as an unprecedented number of women in the hardcore fan base. Japan is starting to see a large phenomenon of otaku parents. Wow, who would have guessed? A family where a mom or dad are seriously into anime make for a unique upbringing, as said by this Twitter user, Zamek which is X-A-M-E-T-H-Y-X. And he's and this person's and he says or she says yeah I think it's she. The good things about having parents who are otaku. You don't have to hide your merch. You know they'll never throw your stuff away when you're not home. And if you feel like you can get them into the series you're watching. The difficult thing is when your mom who's in her fifties starts singing um Various songs such as "Bath Time, Bath Time," and imitating the voice of the, uh, of a certain female character from a certain magical index. Wow. 
Yeah, that does sound kind of creepy. Yeah, the majority of the commenters though were happy to help, or happy to help this person focus on the plus side of it. Like, one person said, "Sometimes my parents are out there, spot a figure of a character I like, and they'll call me on the phone saying your wife is on sale for five hundred yen. You want us to pick her, pick her up for you? That's really cool." Um, another one for my twentieth birthday which is the legal adulthood in Japan. My parents bought me a copy of the Nitro Plus porno game, Hello World. Wow. What? Yeah. I... Wow. I mean, I ain't surprised by that. I mean, I am, but at the same time, I'm not. I mean, I'm kind of surprised, but not shocked. Like, here's one. When my parents go to sing karaoke together, it's pretty much an anime song at any song festival. And also these days, you feel like we're more like otaku buddies than parents and child. Of course, being an otaku implies a certain level of obsessiveness, which some said they could do without. It's nice to have someone split the cost of otaku merch with and all, but I'm not so crazy about when my dad and I are watching anime again and keep shouting out the dialogue along with the characters. Another one. My mom in her 50s wants to keep the fact that she's an otaku on the DL, so she sends me to the store to buy stuff for her. Such as a game called Automate, which is a handsome man dating simulator, and it's kind of embarrassing. It's painful to hear my dad imitate 15-year-old Higarashi schoolgirl Rina Ryugu. And another one. I'm glad that my mom and I have anime as a common interest, but I wish she would stop trying to turn me, her own son, into a boy's love fan. Why would you do that to your own child? I plead the fifth. <laughs> Mako? What? Why would you plead the fifth? Well, because that would be me. You just, you know, you just incriminated yourself, right? Yeah, that would totally be me. Oh, good lord. But on the other side, mm -hmm. I would go the other way with that too. Oh, okay. So it, it wouldn't be like I would be forcing boy love down his throat mm. and nothing else. Phrasing. Mm-hmm. Good lord. This is me you're talking about. I learned it from somebody. Mm. I learned it by watching you. Yeah, you pretty know, much. Parents, parents who have really... otaku kit, parents who have ota or otaku will have children who are otaku. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, for for a lot of uh, our generation, to be honest, there were a lot of us that grew up with parents who were, my parents weren't, unfortunately, but I have so many friends whose parents were Batman fans, like old school Batman, mm -hmm. and and um, like Adam West, and, and old school Superman, and Spider-Man, and, and, and a lot of the series from way back in the day, um, even some fans of ElfQuest. <laughs> and things like that um and they grew up around that culture already so inherently we do have otaku in the states they aren't they're just not as as marketed in that way as the japanese fans of media and stuff like that of sci-fi like star trek and star wars and all that stuff back in the day mm -hmm. they're they're just treated differently um 
And I think they're pretty cool people, but like all kids who who think their parents are cool up until a certain age and then go, oh my God, my parents are such losers. You know, you're going to have that. You're going to have the multiple facets of that. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I get it, you know? And it's funny, you know, we always sit here as, as we're as we're going as we're growing into our fandoms and going to cons and we're talking about how oh we're going to do this we're going to do that we've seen our friends bring their kids into the cosplay fold you know and cosplay with them I have one friend she hasn't brought her kids into into the cosplay yet more to cons but she's got them into her fandoms you know like. You gotta admit, there's a lot of anime that's on TV. We're watching, the kids are watching, they get into it. Like, my friend, she's dressing her son up as Sato Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! And she's made him the jacket and everything. And I how, think how old is the kid? Twelve. Huh. And she probably she... make a better fit as Mokuba. Uh, <laughs> no, that that would probably be her, his younger sister, because I'm going to suggest that to her. But, um... He makes a he has a deck and his mom helps him with it and stuff like that. So you know, in a way, that is cool, you know. But then again, you know, it does get a little bit worse, you know. So it just it's just how much I guess you put into it. Mm-hmm. So now we. Got that. Hopefully, when that time comes for all of us, we're not like that chaotic. I tell you what, my kids sure as fuck will not be touching the Ronmo at Hash Shrine. <laughs> yeah, CPS will come take that kid away if I'm like, yeah, get, get, get this kid out of my face. Take him before something happens. Take this child. To be honest, I feel like there are a lot of parents that will have, like, the figurine collections and things like that that they want boxed up, especially people who do, like, Sailor Moon toy reviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where they're going to have these items for their monetary value and their cherished value, I guess, over time that they get from staying in a box. And um, I've always been the kid that plays with my toys. Yeah. It's going to end up being trash anyway to somebody. You're going to have a grandkid of a grandkid of a grandkid who's going to be like, Sailor Venus, who the fuck's that? And throw it in the trash. So, like... Play with it now. Um, but if, I understand. If, that, if, like, I if, if, if that's my grandkid, depending on the side of the family, that kid's going to be punished or disowned. <laughs> nope. This is why when I buy a collectible that I really, really like, I get two. Mm. Exactly. So one stays in the box and the other one I can play with. But yeah, it's basically, you're going to have those people who have those kids. And I have a friend who's like that. They have a small child Mm. and they have this super awesome basement that she's basically not allowed to go into. And it is like the coolest room ever. It is. It's got a dry and wet bar. It's got a little movie theater on one side. And then um, they've got stuff on tap. So you can just do whatever. They've got a little fridge in there. And then it opens up into a game room figurine uh glass cases all along the walls and then a bunch of wall scrolls and anime bullshit you know it is a beautiful nerd basement they have a beautiful nerd home and i (laughs) you know what i love visiting them and talk about it reminded me when i was cleaning out my closet i found the first uh figurine first anime figurine i ever bought it's still in the box because i 
had no place to put it. But I'm going to make room and, and put it up probably before I leave, if not when I get back. And it's uh, Mitsumi from Love Hina. Because I, I, I didn't realize after I bought it, I thought it was Naru, but I'm like, eh, fuck it. So, anywho, um, Mako, tell us what's going on with uh, Vice and Yaoi-Kan, because I've heard some rumblings about that on in my neck of the woods. Yeah, so, uh, if I can get it to load. Mm -hmm. um, basically, Yaoi-Kan, um, which is, uh, speaking of boy love, mm. um, basically the entire convention is about boy love, or man love, or just men in love, males in love. Anyway, um, given the... Uh, theme of the convention itself you can expect that there will be some people participating that uh, may not want their faces out there mm -hmm. uh, there might be some things on display that should probably not be videoed in the first place mm -hmm. um, but it seems that about because uh, the convention was held uh, last weekend and it seems four days before the convention was held, uh, Yaoi-Kan basically said, Hey guys, uh, just to let you know, Vice Media is basically going to be doing a video during the convention highlighting, uh, you know, convention and the trend of it and, you know, all of that stuff. And people were very, very pissed off. Mm-hmm. Again, basically because of exactly what I said. Uh, some attendees are uncomfortable being shown at YaoiCon directly. Um, some of them, you know, artists might be uncomfortable with some of their art being shown, especially if it's art that they do under a pseudonym or art that they normally only bring out for conventions of this type. Um... So basically, hearing that, Vice said, look, you know, we completely understand what's going on. This wasn't our intent to make anybody uncomfortable. But, you know, we appreciate basically everybody's candor and what their interests and what their best interests are. And they've decided to step away from taping at, yeah, we can Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened this weekend, uh, but there were enough people that were looking for refunds on their badges and such that, you know, basically this had to happen. But at the same time, why in the hell would Yaoi Khan approve something like this when they know the type of convention it is? All right. Now, here's my thing. Now, you're probably going to call bullshit on it, and you're probably right, because this is the only thing I can think of. Uh, the publicity. They probably didn't realize how out there Vice is, because the thing is, um, I mean, personally, unless you are in the New York City tri-state area, you don't know how rough Vice is. And if you want a good idea how Vice is, they are a few steps below Gawker. But as you can see, look what happened to them. 
Well, it's not just the fact that it was Vice. It's the fact that anybody was allowed to come in with the camera crew and record people at a convention for gay love. It's true, but you know the priority. You know, comics priority has press, but you know it's probably not on this level. To me, there's a difference. Between... No, they they're doing like a documentary kind of See, thing. That, you were that's, gonna they're, that's, they're, video. that's the okay, part. Okay. That's the part I was yeah. trying to get to. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they're basically talking about an, uh, American convention scene, mm. which could or could not be anime related. We don't know at this point, basically, mm-hmm. with with what this article states. I'm sure with a little bit of googling, anybody could figure out what the hell it, the rest of it's going to be about. But honestly, um, from what I've seen about subculture coverage, uh, even Lolita's, like they have covered us multiple times as a culture, mm-hmm. and. They've actually been fairly respectful. I mean, some of them will poke fun, but that's all about the the host of the show and then what the 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 website writes and stuff. But most of them know, like, we have nothing to do with the novel and all this other stuff. And they're very respectful of that. But I can definitely see, especially when it comes to the kink community, the sex community, the porn industry, and things like that, um, especially with boys' love and girls' love being very sensitive subjects, not only in the States but also in Japan – Especially if you draw smut, you write smut, you write fan fiction, you write crossovers, you write lemons, limes, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as a, a pseudonym, you want a certain amount of privacy with that. Like, even if you are at a convention for the culture, and that is a public place, honestly. If you're there and you're producing your stuff and you work under a pseudonym, good job at trying to keep yourself private. Because honestly, if there's a rabid enough fan... They're going to take a photo of you and post it. Um, and it really sucks, but that's culture. Um, it it can be really, really sensitive. Um, I mean, even in the kink community and things like mm-hmm. that, that's how we get situations yep. where models or, or people who write or people who produce art um, get stalkers and people who harass them or sexually harass them and think it's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it it's a very sensitive subject, and and having watched a few of these kind of documentaries and some of the mockumentaries, unfortunately, um, YaoiCon to me is not the place to to do that. If you're gonna go into a culture, I mean, to me, YaoiCon is a very soft kind of culture. I mean, you get a there are a lot of Yaoi hardcore Yaoi fans like. I have a lot of friends who are very into yaoi. I'm, I personally am, am not, but that doesn't mean I have anything against it. Um, and it, it is just, it's a very soft world. It has a lot of nuances and things like that, that if you're not part of the culture, it can be very, very jarring. It can be a culture shock. Okay. See, for both sides. Okay. Now, yeah. I, I think the thing that was screwed up is that they announced it four days before the convention. Yes, right. that mm-hmm. is really, really And said, hey, guess what? You know, yeah. you guys have been planning. You guys have been doing this. You guys have been, you know, possibly creating cosplay that is nothing but a thong. Um, here, here's a video like crew that's going to video you now. Exactly. That's the other side of the coin, too, is that they didn't announce it. There was nothing in the membership 
contract and stuff like that, when you signed up to go to this convention, they didn't give them enough leeway to plan accordingly, one, for their travel, and two, if they wanted to go, if there was going to be filming all this convention. And the way that they were very laissez-faire about how they approached people who didn't want to be seen in the media, how they were basically like, well, if you see a camera, just avoid it. Yeah, and basically uh, uh, one of, uh, uh, one of no, their no, rules, no, 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 hold up. No, look, one of no, their not rules that. that's... I was, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, one of Yowie Khan's actual rules for cosplay consent is to please ask the cosplayer if you can take a photo and do not take a photo unless they say yes. And so even if you have the... a documentary yeah. type video, you're just going to be recording. And these people and, don't have a way to say no. And this is actually wait. a private event. So wait, inherently, wait. the rules of the actual event are what goes. I mean, within the laws of a, of a public wait, space wait, and everything, wait, if wait. it is a private event, it does not wait, adhere wait, wait, to wait, the... Wait, yeah. wait, wait, Yeah, go ahead. Wait. Go ahead. Slow down. Y'all getting a little too passionate. Not saying it as a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like, yeah, that, yeah. We talked a lot that we're at the point that well, I, that's yeah that's but, one of the things that people that disagreed with this brought up I, no, I, you basically know, so, stated you know in their own rules it states that you know they'd have to get permission and this type of video media you're just videoing you're can, you know can, it's a documentary can, can, can i get it, to that it, even can, if it's just a side shot can't. You don't have a say on what they're filming. No, Ranma. No. No. No, really. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Because <laughs> here's, like I was trying to say, there's a difference between being a small little press outlet where you're taking pictures of the cosplayers and doing your basic interviews. There's a difference between that and like showing up with the full gear. Now, as with all of these events, it says in there, you know, these people are press. They have the right, you know, to film this and that. Some conventions are, will say, you know, if they're in here filming, you if you do not want to be filmed, I'd say do not be in this area or ask them not to film you. When it comes to, like, the interviews is that they have to do the whole press release thing, this and that. Now, personally, now, I'm just saying the idea of a major outlet like that coming to a con is a great thing. But when it's a major media outlet like Vice coming to YaoiCon, when there are hundreds of other conventions out there that they can do their coverage at, not a good thing. And if you ask exactly. me, they probably decided to do YaoiCon because they probably re Vice probably realized if they did various other conventions, they probably would get DOS boot. Just saying. Given well, I, I well watched, it also has to yeah. do with where they are locally and the vice the... vice is right out of New York City. Oh, never mind. It, it probably the, well, and also the laws and, and things that govern the conventionary, like the convention centers, because I know recently there was actually a documentary on bronies that was produced at the Baltimore Convention yeah, Center that when was, Otacon that, had been there for years and years, and we were never ever ever allowed to film like they would come and ask you to delete your footage and this was even for like our our you know history of mm -hmm. our convention and everything and they would not let us film panels they wouldn't let us film anything like that now here's um the, but here's the thing we're now i i know about the one documentary with john delancey i was at the BronyCon that year that they did it but i was nowhere in the shot so you know but 
did you have press credentials for that for BronyCon that year? I I wasn't at BronyCon ever, so. No, but I'm just I, saying if I they were, I'm go. just saying if they were told not to record this area, in a way they can say that because they don't they're not a recognized member of the press for the convention that weekend. See, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was the documentary that was shown on Netflix. So I've I recently the, watched it, and I thought it was a pretty good documentary with, for what uh, it was. With John Delancey. Uh, no, it was actually mm. with um Ashley. Well, she Ash, has Applejack and, a Ashley and Ball. Uh, yeah, Ashley. Yeah. All right, was that was her. probably a newer one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have to. Yeah. I have not checked. I gotta check that one out. So that's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it was mm -hmm. pretty well yeah. done, but it it still kind of fed the stigma that bronies are mm -hmm. scary, creepy old guys and yeah. uh and everything. But that you know that's probably just the way they scripted it, unfortunately. Um. I saw someone yeah. react yeah. to the My Little Pony, you know, movie. It was posting a picture of a bunch of like creepy guys standing outside the uh, theater waiting to get in. They all look like scheming. And all, and the caption read, "These guys are all here to see the My Little Pony movie. I'm scared, or something like that." Look, look, yeah. the one year that we covered BronyCon, oh, there, there was some some real fucked up shit. People were commenting on the videos. I had to go in and delete. And yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I went to see the My Little Pony movie. I wore my My Little Pony versus shirt. I also had my Nintendo backpack. I was wearing my Nintendo cap. Do you think I gave a fuck as I go in and went out? No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, but you don't give a fuck about anything half the time. Yeah, because the, well... thi the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I didn't bring attention to myself. I just right, right. got my ticket. Exactly. Went. He wasn't doing anything to hurt himself in I public found, or I found my else. own spot. I chilled. I enjoyed the movie. Exactly. I, I mean, if a few if a few dudes came in, as long as they came in, got their tickets, and just made it like no big effing deal, then that's it. But the sad exactly. part is there are those in the fandom that bring attention to themselves even though they're just minding your own business, they're just a hot fucking mess and need to clean this cough, shit up. Cough, Rick and Morty fandom session. Let's thoughts, not. Let us. Cough, no, cough. no, no, we, for, no. We have no, a new no. contender for worst no. fandom ever. <laughs> I just want to say, I want to give a giant Fuck you to the majority of the Rick and Morty uh, fans out there that were bitching over some goddamn sauce that most of you motherfuckers wasn't even born when it came out. And the funny thing is, it's not even supposed to be a thing, guys. It's not even supposed right. to be a thing if they you watch the They beat the horse the with a broken record, and, you know, that's what happened. Exactly. Uh, Y'all are Jerry. That's it. Y'all yeah. are Jerry. And because and, this shit... And, and someone has declared that, um, that... <clears throat> The very limited supply and only putting yes. out in like certain places, and just it was like McDonald's saying, "Hey, let's see how many of these hours of these people's lives we can waste." That was the rickest yeah. thing McDonald's could have done. See, but <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, but on the same time, yeah, there were people on my Facebook bitching about, "Oh, it wasn't fair that McDonald's had limited supplies." McDonald's came out and said, "There's only going to be like." 30 stores nationwide. Each store will have maybe 20 to 25 packages, and that's it. Some stores handed out bracelets so that if you wanted it, you could come back later and get it. Some stores, and, and, yeah. Some stores and, gave and that hashtag marketing yeah. win because some, some, you know that they were going to re-release that sauce no matter what. They were going to it you go, it you go, it you go, chill, it you go. One sec, yeah. one sec. Okay. Thank you. Now I. I 
There were some places that started giving them out as soon as the store opened. And there were some restaurants where the employees hoarded it. Thus, eBay. It, honestly, if you ask me, I don't think McDonald's had any intentions of re-releasing it. I don't think they really realized what the fuck they were getting themselves into. Because they've catered to various fandoms before with meals and this and that. But God forbid, all these man babies showing the fuck up, you know? Shit. I just, I, I, yeah, it was when there were fights breaking out, and I feel so bad for the guys <laughs> that, like, paid $550. There Ooh. were at least five suckers who got sucked into some eBay buying on, for five. Wait, 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 500 bucks? That's, mm -hmm. yeah. bucks. That's the yeah. only reason why I wanted I salt. Going for four I digits. wanted to put that shit on eBay. Yep. Oh, well, okay. I, I, lost yeah, I felt super sorry for them. Look, 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 yes, yes. There, there are people who are mad about the scalpers who scalp the, the NES Classic, the Super NES Classic, the sauce. No offense. Fuck you. We got bills to pay. Done and done. <laughs> there are people who do this shit professional. There are people who go on these various websites and find out which stores are having video game fire sales. Will go and buy all, buy them out of games, come back on the following day when they're on sale, get the refund back, and then turn around and flip them at a profit on the Amazon eBay store. So, you know, for some people, it's a professional living. Anywho, we have beaten the crap out of this. We need to move on. We are so far behind. We might have to skip stories. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you're the one that put so many freaking stories on there to begin with. True, but I didn't think we was going to go. See, I, sometimes I can't predict. I cannot predict. So this is mostly my fault. No, here. you're supposed to do six stories and then three strange news. But some stuff we can knock out pretty quickly. We have done that before in the past. Right. You just need to stick to three stories and th uh, six stories and three strange news. Like the next story Ari's going to cover is straightforward. Ari, can you please take it away? Yes, please. And oh god, it's right in my wheelhouse. He told a licensing magazine reporter on Sunday that a television series based on the Professor Layton, Professor Layton franchise is in development. It'll have 26 episodes and is slated for 2018. <clears throat> the news was part of a feature on Level 5 and Dense Incorporated's California-based subsidiary, Level 5 Abbey, which handles overseas expansion of Level 5 franchises. The company attended brand licensing Europe and MeepCon trade show events for the first time this month. A September issue of Licensed Global Magazine also reported that Level 5 is planning a variety of content for the Professor Layton franchise, including animated products. The magazine notes that a new Layton title is slated for summer 2018, but will not, did not confirm whether the title will be a game or some other medium. <clears throat> Level 5's puzzle game series stars Professor Herschel Layton as, and his apprentice Luke as they solve mysteries. The most recent game, Layton's Mystery Journey, Catrail, and the Millionaire's Conspiracy, shifted the focus to Herschel's daughter, Catriel Layton. The game launched worldwide on iOS and Android devices on July 20th. <clears throat> it also shipped for Nintendo 3DS in Japan on July 20th and will ship for 3DS in the West on Friday. Oh, so this week. Huh. Mm -hmm. The franchise already inspired, <clears throat> inspired an anime film entitled Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva, and a, the film opened in Japan in 2009, and Viz Media licensed and released the, form, released the film in North America in 2011. I fucking love the Layton franchise. I haven't gotten, like, all the games, and but, you know, it just... It, it's just really awesome, you know? Mm. 
every time you hear, you hear him say critical thinking is the key to success, a a homeschool mother's asshole just clenches up in rage. <laughs> Point taken. Yeah, I gotta double check my progress in the Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. Been a while since I picked up that game. Me too. Oh, glad y'all got got along with that. So now that we talked about Leighton, um, Marco, what's going? Tell us how you can become part of the Full Metal Alchemist uh, fandom. How can you become one of the characters? So yeah, in collaboration with uh, Parco Department Stores and FMA, um, all sixteen stores are displaying life-size cutouts of. Out. Um, each cutout stands about seven feet three inches tall. Wow. And he's wearing the ears of the Parco mascot. On top of that, um, you can take pictures with the cutout. But nearby, there's also a place where fans can use the Satch Viewer smartphone app to transform into characters from the film. Uh, people can use the AR feature on their smartphones to appear as Ed, Winry, or Mustang. And then those that sign up for a Parco card during the promotion will receive an exclusive clear file. Yeah. So if you feel like dressing up as Ed, Winry, or Mustang, just head to one of these stores and the AR will help you be able to dress up as the characters. And it's based on the live-action movie coming out. That's so it's not going to be it's not going to be, you know, animated clothing on you. It's going to look realistic. So all I need to do is find some coveralls. I've already got the black tank top, a bandana, a blonde wig, and a wrench, and I head over to and a ticket to Japan. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't even have to do that. You just need the blonde wig because the entire outfit is on the AR. That's so... That's useful. I need some cosplay that way. Somebody somebody make that market happen. The, I, I seriously you can think make that this needs to happen. Wanted. Yeah, I could. I mean, you've got Snapchat, which is really, really popular, that puts, you know, stupid little things on your head. There should be an app for cosplayers that allows you to take a character's costume and stick your head on it. <laughs> Do you realize how much money that app would make? Done Millions, done. easily. Mm -hmm. The only issue would be licensing of everything. Licensing in Japan, easy. Licensing of stuff in Japan, in America, god mode. Mm -hmm. I'm more like nightmare difficulty. <laughs> all right, all right. Ichigo. Yes. I know you have a thing for idols. I do have a thing for idols, and in this case, this is the kind of boy love I, I even I could probably get into. Freezer. <laughs> 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 You need uh, Jesus. I do crossplay and I have done drag. It's the 
next up, guys, that heart-pounding male idol stripping mobile game. <laughs> her husband's gonna be is gonna ask her, why are you over the monthly data limit? Oh, no reason. Uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I actually get really bored of cell phone games, but this one looks like if you're a big fan of Yaoi and and um, male idol stripping, that you'll probably get into it and and I don't know, lose your clothes for it. I don't know. Um, back in December, the shoujo magazine Lala and media company Pony Canyon, which we've known from previous things we've talked about, announced yeah. their joint anniversary celebration project, a smartphone app based on one of Lala's manga, Idols D-T-I. If you're unfamiliar with that property, which probably most of our listeners are, the story is set in a world where male idols strip down to their skivvies, <laughs> and the best showmen have the biggest audiences. Ooh la la. Add a little supernatural stripping power and some big-name voice actors, and you have the makings of one hot property. Um, I have a, a, a thought that I need to express. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Phrasing! If, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. If uh, Makoto used talent to describe the... <clears throat> to quote-unquote describe the size of her bust, um... <clears throat> oh, where, where is it? Where is it? Does uh, showmanship, you know... Did they use showmanship to describe the size of her dicks? <laughs> it probably does. Um, the game is almost a year in the making at this point, but it finally launched on Thursday. And the game is free! Although well, it does have it a 17 plus age restriction, the rhythm game <laughs> Lord. requires players to tap the screen according to the song and use items to achieve high scores. As characters level up, more of the story is revealed. The game features six characters, Akari Hinose, voiced by Takuya Shiro, Mikoro Kungane, voiced by Tasuka uh, Tanaka, Taito Aizaki, which is voiced by Kazuki Narumi, Shian Fukumura, who is voiced by Daiki Hamano, and Koki Tsukura Shiranami, voiced by Natsuki Hanai, and Hisui Maru Hosho, voiced by Takihito Koyashu. Deco27 and Saiki Youth K worked on the music for the game, and the game's first CD, Hidaki Birinth, Nude Beauty Rinth, goes on sale on October 18th and includes six tracks. It also includes a lottery ticket for the event on December 24th with voice actors Tasuku Hatanak and Daiki Hamano. Uh, Ichigo? Yes? Would you like the water or the Gatorade? <laughs> the Gatorade. Okay. Here's your Gatorade. That deep down body thirst. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I do know if the game comes stateside, I know exactly what the opening theme song will be. What? What is it? Let's see if I can pull it up. Here we go. It's the full clip, so I have to play it right here. Oh my god. Jump on it. <laughs> Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. You got, I think there's a little bit too much of an emphasis on you saying jump. That's okay. Good thing I'm, these are digital. These are a uh, young lady. I was gonna say, good thing these are uh, you know, 
fictional characters, otherwise she really would jump on it. No, I no, no. Uh, I don't Ari? window shop. I have no waifus or husbando characters, to be honest. I've never been a fan like that. Eh, neither do I, so. Ari, you, you do understand that there are love dolls, there are male and female love dolls out there. Do not doubt the fandom. There are oh, women I that, know, yeah. I know full well that they're out there. Yeah. I just, there aren't just that. There are basically sex dolphies uh -huh. out there, honey. They can print a face. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Plus, it's boys love anyway, Ari. Even if I was into him, he wouldn't be into me. You put way too much thought into this. Why? She has a point. It's boy love. I'm just detail-oriented. <laughs> she wants a man. <laughs> I have one, thank you, but that's okay. She Moving on. Homegirl wants a harem, but you hear it from us. Anywho, <laughs> let, from taking it from the ultra highs to the ultra lows. Yep, we've had another low point in the uh, in the fandom. Yeah. The Evangelion franchise is looking to. Oh my God, they actually use this pun. Reel in morph big fisherman bucks with it with its next collaboration with dress fishing gear. Not satisfied with its, with, its, with its expensive themed fish grip, tackle bag, and tote, the franchise ostensibly about kid-piloted giant robots is adding three, co three colorways of fishing lures to its merch lineup. The Drepan Ava fishing lures, and I almost misread that as Derping Ava, mm. <clears throat> their color code that re represents Ava units two, 1, 0, and 2 from the film trilogy reboot. They can be purchased separately for a fourteen hundred and four yen, or as a set for about thirty eight hundred yen. And orders are expected to ship in November. The line so far includes a previously mentioned Grasper Fish Grip Unit in zero one and zero two colors, water buckets to place freshly caught fish, small gear boxes, aluminum pliers, tackle bags, and totes. God willing, a customer could almost outfit an entire fishing boat with color-coordinated Evangelion gear. Please don't give them ideas. Oh. In other words, get in the fucking boat, Shinji. God, can you imagine Gendi, uh, Gendo and Shinji on a fishing trip, like, sitting out on the lake on some dinky-ass rowboat? I'd give it about five, ten minutes before Shinji tries to fucking drown Gendo. And here comes Ray coming by, doing the backstroke. <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar bitching about how she, and Oscar's bitching about the fact that she has to gut and clean the fish. Ray looks at the one Shinji got and goes, "Oh, your father caught something bigger." Oh God damn it! I mean, I was stuck on the image of Ray just calmly floating in the water while Shinji forces his father's head into the underwater, and oh God, the juxtaposition of the is just completely fucking with my mind. Mm. Alright, are we done fucking with your mind? Well, how what? many more articles do we have? Too many. Yeah. I think we're going to cut like the, the gold... We're going to cut the gold article. Yeah, well, that, that was a bonus, because something else I found is a lot better. So, yeah. So, now that we got that out of the way, um, so there are some interesting rumors falling around. Like... Come out of Japan, 
Naoko Takeuchi may be running for office. I guess make Sailor Moon great again or vote Moon just as you can believe in? No. Mm. Given Given how the state of this country is, I'll gladly take Sailor Moon over anything else. No. I don't know. Did you watch the same series that I watched? Do you really want her running shit? Compared I know she eventually does, but do you really want her running shit now? Given 14 year old how... version of her? Yeah. I'm just saying, given how this country is, and you make Saturn um, Secretary of Defense with what's going on in North Korea, we'd be good, fam. We would be good. No. <laughs> we'd probably be dead, fam. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, right. not for nothing, but remember that her whole reign starts off with an ice age for a thousand years. Mm. No! All right. As, you... as Bob Coffee says, Moon Prism Office! <laughs> no, just no. Moon Prison Office. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. It seems that rumors have been flying around uh, Japanese interwebs for the last few days that Naoki Takeuchi may be running as an independent candidate for the Yamanashi Prefecture Second Ward seat in the House of Representatives. Some Twitter users, like the one below, attributed the story as sparked the rumors to a post by the paper Yomuri Shinbun. Although, if that was the cause, it can't be confirmed as the post has allegedly been taken down. And the post was. The Yamori Shinbun posted an article with the headline, Party of Hope discusses supporting Sailor Moon creator Naoko Takeuchi as a candidate, and wrapped it up with, on the evening of the 2nd, in response to the newspaper's investigation, Naoko Takeuchi, through her office, asserted that she categorically would not be a candidate. Because she's too busy helping her husband with Hunter Hunter. Quote, unquote. Anywho. Yeah, other way around. Yeah. There's a reason why uh, his manga keeps going on hiatus. Well, isn't he helping her with her with her stuff or something like that? I forget. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, hey. A separate article in the local Yamanashi Nichi Nishi Nishien Ichi Shinbun paper would seem to support the gossip, though saying rather than backing the Democratic Party candidate Hiroyuki Kobayashi, the party of hope were instead considering supporting an independent candidate, the 50-year-old manga artist who was born in Kofu City, Yamanashi Prefecture, whose name was not released in the upcoming House of Representatives election. This information was squarely perfect, was square perfectly with the 50-year-old um, manga artist, Naoko Takeuchi, despite her protests. It also wouldn't be the first time Takeuchi has helped strive for a change after her part in a government campaign to fight the spread of STDs. Takeuchi is, ma is married to fellow manga artist Yoshihiro Togashi, most famous for Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter manga series. I I'd like to see Yu Yu Hakusho get a complete HD remake come back. I'd love it. Mm -hmm. So fans were imagining the laws that will might pass, alluding to her husband's many and protracted breaks from writing and publishing Hunter Hunter. Wow. I mean, I ain't surprised. Things such as, on behalf of Abe, we'll punish you. Her husband will just have yet another excuse not to publish any more manga. By so, I'm supporting my wife's political career. Don't run. This is just a farce. It seems the story's a fake, but if she promised to make her husband draw more Hunter Hunter, I'd reckon she'd win by a landslide. Well, yeah, I love that everything devolves into basically him. Yeah. And everything the, devolves into him. Mm-hmm. 
And That's amusing in itself. The last one. Will there be a law banning breaks from publishing? The story, even if proved false, got us thinking. What manga artists or characters would make good politicians? Certainly a front runner would be One Punch Man Saitama, although his awesome strength would be less than helpful during interminable legislative meetings and fighting and fighting not giant monsters, but creeping deflation and decreasing childbirth rates. Now I would say something like this would set the standard for other people in fandoms to run for office, but that shit's been going on for a while, so here in the US, so you know, hey. Now, again, Ichigo, we know you love you love your idol girls. I also love my cookies, thank you. Is it Girl Scout cookie time already? Uh, no, that was actually earlier this year, but mm. I'm sure if you're really, really nice to some Girl Scout, they might have backstock somewhere. Ooh. Japanese idol singer and anime voice actress is native English speaker, and she misses Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lack of Taco Tuesday in Japan is also a sore point for this California-born performer. Japanese idol producer Yasushi... Akimoto's 22-7 project is picking up steam. Announced late last year, 22-7, pronounced nanbun, nanabun no nijuni, meaning 22 sevenths, is a mixed media project in which Akimoto, the producer of AKB48 and his associated sister acts, is teaming up with a number of anime character designers to create hybrid anime real-life idol unit in which human idol singers voice anime characters who are also idols. So meta. Mm -hmm. 10,325 hopefuls have applied for the vocal roles, and so far eight of the group's eventual 12 members have been selected, one of whom is a new voice actress, Sally Amaki, who will be voicing the character Sakura Fujima, seen second from the right in the above image included in the article. In her official 22-7th introduction video, Amaki seems like the archetypal, though still typical, Japanese idol. She's got a perky smile, clean-cut appearance, and so much earnest commitment in doing her best as an idol and voice actress that she's moved to tears to have just been chosen to join the group. But it turns out that Amaki also has something most idols don't have, a native English-speaking ability. And Amaki was actually born in Los Angeles, and English complete with a Southern Californian diction and rhythm, is her actual first language. I can't talk in English for a very long time, she insists, though, because then my, like, inner, inner ghetto Sally is going to come out, and that can't happen. <laughs> like, I need to keep my image as, like, Japanese cute idol. Amaki's unique cultural background also means she can speak from experience on such American gastronomic traditions as Taco Tuesdays and Girl Scout cookies, both of which, to her lament, Japanese culinary scene lacks. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on BogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, TIP. I can imagine how this girl reacted nuts to having Wawa over here and then going someplace where they don't have it. Well, she's saying uh, it also marks the, full time, the first time a Japanese idol singer has spoken the phrase, they don't have no Chipotle. Mm -hmm. 
22.7 has yet to release its first song, and as such, no concrete plans have been announced to market the group outside of Japan. But with idol units increasingly making the rounds overseas at anime conventions and Japanese pop culture events, Amaki's ability to directly communicate and connect with English-speaking fans could definitely be a help to building 22.7's international fan base. Mm. Well, I got. Let's hear a little bit of a clip from her. Let's go play. I can't talk in English for a very long time because then my like inner, my inner ghetto Sally is gonna come out, and that can't happen. Like I need to keep my image of like a Japanese kid out. When you came to Osaka, we can go lit. I don't get lit, Jensen. I I just like how you could tell she just has like a regular American accent and then she just flips over to the typical Japanese accent. You know, that's pretty, you know. No, I didn't hear anything that was being said. Oh, uh, I, I blame it on the, um, well, it was the backup audio. So hold on, let me try this. Come on. The hell? Was that enough or you need more? I all I heard was typing. Alright, that's her Japanese voice. English voice. English is my first language. I can't talk in English for a very long time because then my like inner my inner ghetto Sally is gonna come out and that can't happen. Like I need to keep my image of like a Japanese cute owl. When you came to Osaka we can go lit. I don't get lit, Jensen. I am I am a good girl. I don't get lit. No. That's a prime example of get you a girl who can do both, okay? <laughs> okay. That is a prime example right there. Get you a girl that can do both. Lord. And as Bob Coffee says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Ghetto Thug Life Sally will be new magical girl show in the future. Mark my words. I will throw money at that in a heartbeat. Okay. And now that we got all of that shit out of the way, it's time for, I guess, one of the chaotic parts of our show. Um, let me adjust the volume so I don't blow anybody's ears out. Strange news from Japan. And due to the time, no Skype line tonight. We're just going to run right through the strange news. Um, we're going to do the first three. I'm going to skip the fourth one, and I'll handle the fifth one, because this shit happened, like, about nine hours ago, and I still can't believe that shit actually happened. So, why are we going to do three and then only skip one and then do another one? 
because I think this this one's a little bit more important. Plus, I threw it on the outline. I don't know if you saw it, but I threw it on there. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. we should probably cut it down to three. All right. Um. All right, Mako, you pick one. What? You pick the first one. Okay. You really want me to pick what one I want? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Get so, cat-themed underclothing. I mean, Mako, given everything you've gone through with Skype tonight, of course you, I take the one you... I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't want to load. Mm. Bastards. Yeah, no, I can't get anything to load right now. Mm. All right, um, Ichio, take the next one. Let's see if it'll if this will come if this will come up. Uh, the butt one. If you want to take any take any other, yes, any, yeah, if you want to. I like this one. Okay, so a man was found in a Chinese airport with over half a kilogram of gold in his butt. Authorities seized a literal buttload of gold. Mm. <laughs> Pun. Um, despite its name and large traffic, Qingdao Liuting's International Airport in the Shandong province of China is mainly a hub for travel around China with a handful of flights abroad. As a result, some smugglers might suspect it of having looser screening than more globally reaching airports. This time, however, one man must have really, really really, really underestimated the keenness of their eyes. On the 28th of September, custom officials noticed that there was a foreign man approaching the counter with a very unusual walking manner and a strange look on his face. Alerted by the suspicious behavior, they conducted a routine search of his baggage and found a single piece of gold bullion weighing 200 grams or seven ounces. Intrigued by the man's ingot, measuring about a cubic inch, customs officers decided to go further and submitted him to an x-ray scanner. The resulting image revealing three more pieces of gold bullion inside of his rectum. Identical mm. to the previous piece, these would have been a total weight of 600 grams or 21 ounces. That alone would certainly cause someone to walk funny, but they weren't finished yet. One final gold ingot was found inside his sock further impeding his ability to walk like a normal person. This brings the total haul to one kilogram or 2.2 pounds of solid gold that he was attempting to move, worth about a U.S. equivalent of about $40,000. They have a picture included that has a gentleman from the customs agency holding the gold bullion in his hands on some white gloves saying, surprisingly classy for uh, gloves for anal gold. <laughs> a detailed investigation is currently underway, but the prevailing theory is that the man initially had been given the entire kilo of gold to carry up his anus. However, after being unable to fit it all inside, phrasing, he had a quick to quickly put the remaining pieces somewhere else. Authorities are also suspecting this smuggler was an amateur, as he appeared to be very unaccustomed to having things inside his butt. His rash decision to place one inside his bag was probably the fatal flaw that tipped customs off and eliminated all doubt in their minds that he might have just had a physical condition. What the suspect lacks in planning, he more than made up for in effort, though, as the amount he loaded into his rectum would have been nearly double the weight of an average adult's bowel movement. Jesus. About 325 grams, if you're curious. 
that had to have been a lot of pressure (laughs) downstairs in addition to the overall stress of his criminal activity. Just goes to show that whatever your endeavor is, be it smuggling, dating, or pole dancing, you should always be aware of your limits and work to expand them before taking on more than you can chew with your butt. Mm. Well now. Or as Dungeon Buster says, Goldfinger, he's the man, the man with the Midas butt. Yummy, Jesus. All right, um, Mako-chan is done for tonight. Skype has given her the uber middle finger, which means I'll be helping her get that shit fixed when, when she's calmed down. So everyone say bye to Mako. Bye, bye Mako. Does that mean you'll be doing the cat underwear article? No, I'm letting Ari pick what he wants to do. You want to do that last one, right? Yes. With the cops and the burglars? Yes. Fun. I'm taking the uh, thigh one. Bless you, my child. I'm time. Uh, just so you know, I'm grabbing my Bible. I'm heading over to church right now. Dave alive. <laughs> Dave alive. A women's thigh height themed cafe in Tokyo lets you admire legs while eating curry and spaghetti. Thanks, to, thanks, to Japan's love of culinary and visual arts. Just about any time there are a number of theme restaurants opening in Tokyo. This very day, you could have a lunch at the Sailor Moon Cafe in Shibuya and hop on a train and head across town to Akihabara for dinner at a Square Enix Cafe. But what if your aesthetic tastes are less about anime and video games and more about exposed female flesh? You're still in luck as October 6th marks the opening of the World of Thighs Photography Cafe in Tokyo's sophisticated Ibizu district. Uh, the restaurant's an extension of the, the exhibitions of Japanese photographer Yuria, who, whose artistic muses can be found between women's knees and hips. The entire cafe will be colored, colored by the world of thighs, promises the organizers, who are offering an unusual opportunity to dine while surrounded by photographs of thighs chosen from Yuria's existing portfolio, never before exhibited pictures from a recent photo shoot in Guam. The food is also a thigh theme, though the restaurant is being coy in the exact details. Advanced illustrations of its Curry, spaghetti, and local mocha, all priced between a thousand, about a thousand yen. Each shows shapely legs sticking out from the food. Uh, huh. This suddenly sounds a lot, a lot worse than the, it was coming off as, because, because <laughs> human body parts in food usually, like that, usually translates into serial killer. <clears throat> anyway. One third of available seating is reserved for walking customers, but you want to be guaranteed a spot. You'll need to make a reservation. That privilege will cost you 324 yen per person. It also gets you not one but two special code search featuring Yuri's style photography. Also, as is expected to be a, pro- a proper theme restaurant in Japan, there's a gift shop selling pins and other thigh-related merchandise. It'll be in operation from October 6 to December 6, and reservations can be made online. So yeah, I was totally into it until I see, until I saw you know little human legs sticking out of food dishes. Mm. You know, I think I have an idea for for something, but what we have to do, Ichigo, follow my logic here. Okay. We need to get you. We need to have you wear school uniform, thigh highs, everything. Me and Ari on our knees by your thighs. Praying, going, bless. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could do it at some point. Uh, 
some convention. I have I'm, a lot of school uniforms because I do Mako Cha, um, Mako from Kill a Kill, and I do Venus and all that stuff. So I've got a bunch of school unis. So I think Kill a Kill Mako would be better because that's the shortest skirt. Yeah, she's funny too. She's a lot of fun. So she could even like it could be like a playoff photo. You guys will have to make up some Kill a Kill costumes though. It'll make more sense. We'll see. Um. Huh. And I'll, if we do this, we have to get my boy Pimplax to help us. I'll have him hold up the sign that says Thick Thighs Save Lives. Well, <laughs> then I get started on my nude beach variant. Oh, no! The nude beach ones are so funny. You know something? I'm waiting for someone to call for the Thick Thighs cosplay photo shoot at a con. I'm waiting for that shit to happen. And I'm waiting oh, for I've that already gotten a picture with the nude beach. I, I don't no, dress no. nude beach. But, I'm talking about yeah. a, no a thick thighs cosplay photo shoot. Oh. So so it'd be dominated by Chun Li, Cammy, Misty. Uh, who else are we talking about here? Um, Morgan. Mar um, there's Mo there's Mari from Love Live. Um, there's Nozomi from Love Live. Um, you can probably throw Shampoo from Ronma up there because she has the short dress. Um, Cat Cafe. Uh, waitress outfit you know but the thing is watch so many people i'm telling you it's going to cause problems someone's going to throw misogyny up i know it's going to happen i kind of want to see somebody pull it off and i just want to sit there in the rafters and watch this shit go out i might have to make a post about this on my facebook once i'm post unblocked like how would the female cosplayers feel somebody announced there was a Thick thighs save lives photo shoot. Cosplay photo shoot. Good lord. <sighs> now, the last thing for tonight before we wrap it up. <sighs> According to. Oh. Oh, shit. I forgot I had this up here. Holy fuck. There's two articles. I'll knock through this real quick. First one, this is what I, I had grabbed previously, but check this out. A burglar was saying Naruto books were teaching him how to be a ninja. Some thieves steal money, others steal jewelry. And then there are those who steal Naruto books to learn how to be a ninja and enter secured areas, according to Dunwoody Police Department. Christopher Zaire Atkins of Almonte Springs, Florida. Of course, it's Florida. I'm not surprised. Was arrested about 1 a.m. as he was burglarizing a Target store in the 100 block of Perimeter Center Place, according to a police report. The alarm company observed a suspect on camera making a forced entry into the business. Officers quickly arrived on the scene and checked the area. One of our officers observed a suspect walking away from the business matching the description. Atkins admitted to the police during the interview he broke into the store because he was reading the book Naruto Volume 5, which was teaching him how to be a ninja, according to the Post. Naruto is a Japanese comic that follows an adolescent ninja. Atkins sold 10 books, 10 DVDs, a DVD player, a Samsung tablet, and some other stuff. Wow. If reading Naruto manga taught you how to really be a ninja, sales would go through the roof. And now the last thing that I thought it was. A shoplifting suspect jumps through a second story window of a Times Square comic book store. Long story short, a thief jumped out of the second floor story window of Midtown Comics. I, they don't know why he did it, but I guess he stole some. I guess the only way out was through the window. 
This is what happens when man babies are brought out into the sun for the first time. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because there's nothing else more to say. He was in, they were trying to stop him from stealing, and he jumped out the window. And he was trying to, I, I, I can't. You know what? I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I'm going straight to the credits. That's it. That is it. I'm done.
I think we've had enough after all that. <laughs> yeah. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. Be sure to tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. If you have any questions for us, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Our website is animejamsession.com where we post uh, links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook photos, our cosplay articles, convention reviews, anime reviews, our podcast, all that cool stuff. Uh, don't forget our podcast is syndicated on other sites as well. Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the Vogue Network forums, which is posted every week. And these sites have, while you leave reviews, if you can, please leave us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate that. YouTube page. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash anime jam session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. So definitely swing by and check those out. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here for updates on our podcast and our website when we're going live. Cons we're going to and other cool stuff, so definitely swing by and check it out. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. So the over three, we have like over 3,000 fans there. We have a couple thousand on Twitter, I believe. We have like a thousand on YouTube and everybody else. To all of our, so people, all of our social media sites, thank you so much for, for your love and support. We're going to continue bringing you more content. We're not, and don't forget, we're here on the Vogue Network twice a week, but we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. Uh, there's the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Dons Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Hooked on Bond. We're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I'm ready to get out of here and go to bed. It's a long night. Yeah. <laughs> It you go. Getting back to work, and then tomorrow morning waking up super early to fight the Marriott fight. Ding, 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 ding. My last words, I'm going to fire up the PS3, stream some anime, and go to bed. And I know Mako's last words, fuck this shit, I'm out. That's <laughs> it. End of list. We'll be back next week. I'll tell you about Koi's wedding and all the other cool stuff. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week.
Good night, everybody. Johnny. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. I liked it. That was perfect. Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shocked, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>